Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft. We have both encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 23, Christmas Comes Early, as well as talking about our Christmas wish list. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Not much. It is T-minus uh, three days till Christmas, and it has been a madhouse lately uh, for all of our makers out there. I imagine it's been a madhouse for everyone, especially you and I, Trevor, which we're. I'm going to go ahead and apologize, preface early, last week which is, I guess, the few days before before we recorded this episode. We did not put out an episode, and we, we apologize. But it has been hectic, and we were trying to get Christmas orders and things like that out. So we apologize to all our listeners for not giving y'all an episode. Um, it's okay. You can just blame me. It was really my fault. It was really your fault, but you've got some pretty sweet news for... Any of those on Instagram, they already know, but you got some pretty sweet news that is coming in this episode for just the listeners. We'll do it at the end, so they have to wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, it has been quite crazy, but we are hopefully going to take the next two weeks and decompress, and I hope you all do the same. Um, So, we're going to have one final episode for the year, uh, which is our Christmas Comes Early episode. Unfortunately... It's not going to be that early whenever the episode drops. That being said, let's let you want to just get into doing what we watched. Sure. All right. So it has been two weeks of of watching, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to probably the highlight of those two weeks, which is my favorite Christmas movie ever, and I imagine it's a favorite for many many people, and that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, I, I could watch it. Any day of the year, it, I mean, I could watch it on July Fourth, and it would still have the same nostalgia and and like good good feelings uh, about it. So, I mean, that's just like my favorite Christmas movie. There's a few that we have to watch every year. One is Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas. It's an animated one. Is it with is it with the little? Is he's is he a groundhog or something like the the character Arthur, the cartoon guy Arthur? No. Okay, all right, so it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with Arthur the Aardvark, no. Ah, Aardvark, that's what he is. I can remember. Dude, how do you not know he's an Aardvark? You don't remember the song about how to spell Aardvark from Arthur? You realize I never watched that, right? Oh, fail. Anyway. I didn't really watch educational cartoons. <laughs> that's where you went wrong. But anyway. the So there's Arthur Christmas. There's Santa Claus. Oh, of course, Tim Allen. And then two duh. and three. You got to watch the yeah. series. You, gotta, you just got to like completely just run through the gamut. And then National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Yes. Rudolph, of course. The old school, like the like the 60s, 70s the production. The claymation Yeah, like the creepy claymation. And then we watched uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, um, I really like that movie. Not for the fact that it has anything to do with Christmas, but mostly because every square inch of the snow you have seen in that movie was all asbestos. Good dinner. Fake snow is asbestos. Good well, time. it was back in the day. Probably still is if you live in some sort of foreign country. Probably. Yep. Can almost guarantee it. I watched Manifest. The one about the plane that disappeared for five years and then suddenly landed, but they never actually went anywhere. For them, it was just a normal flight. I don't know if you saw the preview for that one yet. I, did, I have seen the preview. Um, I, I don't know. I've watched a couple things that 
are kind of similar to it, and I'm like, you know what? They were not done well. I'm afraid this thing was not done, like was not written well. So I haven't really attempted to get into it. It's pretty good. I watched the first season so far, and then I started watching Handmaid's Tale with my wife. She's rewatching fin- it. Finally, finally watching it. Well, she's rewatching it because she already binge watched all of it. Gotcha. And I've also been watching Gifted on Hulu, which is kind of like an X Men, yes, or post X Men yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yes, I know what you're talking about now. So because I see the commercials for it all the time, it's one of the favorite Hulu commercials. So far, it's pretty good. I haven't gotten very far into it. I think maybe one episode. Usually, okay. I'm watching it while I'm doing something, so it's uh, kind of like a so background you're not as noise. much. It's not as much watching so much as listening. Yeah. To a plot. Like if I'm cleaning up laser stuff, I'll watch it while I'm doing that. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, um, how do we? I guess how do we want to get into this? Do we want to talk about our Christmas wish list? That of course, I mean, mine is not going to come true, but uh, <laughs> our potential Christmas wish list, or do we want to talk about Christmas comes early at the Wanamaker household because you got like the best Christmas gift? Probably. Well, why don't we start with the Christmas gifts that you want or? would want and then then we'll get into that gotcha well i mean most of mine are probably things that are outside of the normal buying realm but say if you're listening uh if you know if your spouse listens your significant other listens to this podcast and they want to get you something as a woodworker that would be really nice so that yeah this is like this is definitely not like a just go and you know just go pick it up in store sort of thing uh, a low angle jack plane or a low angle smoothing plane. They're very, very handy to have for those that are really into woodworking, especially uh, hand tool woodworking, because they just they just do so well at, at a lot of complicated tasks, such as uh, working on end grain, working on very complicated figured woods. But you're probably even the cheaper low-end ones are probably still going to be in the 120 to 160 range. And your high-end ones, say, like a Lee Nielsen, I think is like 375 bucks. Yeah, so it's not a cheap it's not a cheap investment at all. But it is an investment. True. Um, and if you're going to get in, the, in that $300, $400 range, I guess the other one would be a smaller track saw. This is not going to get you a Festool track saw, but there are plenty of non-Festool track saws that seem to be quite well made, um, from what I from what I can discern. Uh, Dewalt makes one. I wouldn't necessarily go with that one, just personally. I don't like Dewalt. I've heard Makita. Makita is definitely the one of the ones I've heard probably the most about outside of Festool. If you're going to get a track saw. And then for our UK listeners or our listeners that have dealt with, with Triton stuff, Triton makes a track saw as well. Uh, Triton, I think, is a UK-based company, so they're going to be a lot more prominent in the UK and probably in the European markets, and I know we do have, have listeners overseas. Um, so those would be nice higher-end gifts for the woodworker in your life. Um, but Are those what you want? Is that honestly? I personally, I would be really happy with with a low angle uh, jack plane. That would be like something I would really, really want. But honestly, if somebody gets me any sort of woodworking hand tool, uh, I'm gonna be really happy. It doesn't even have to be anything really fancy, as long as it's not in too di- too bad a disrepair. Um, to where I have to either put a lot of work into it, or it's just so beyond workability that it's it's not going to be worth trying to repair or fix um so those are good things and you can if you shop around you can find good old hand tools in the 30 to 50 dollar range and shoot if you're really good at shopping if you're really thrifty i mean i found some for like 10 bucks and they were great for 10 dollars i had to put a lot i had to put probably seven or eight hours worth of work in them but that's what I like to do. So to me, $10 was a hell of a deal. Nice. 
Yeah. But I'm trying to think for our other non-woodworking maker friends out there, um, some things that would be really good. Uh, say if you are a metal worker, if you do blacksmithing work, uh, having a really quality hammer. And there's a number of quality hammer makers out there, actually other blacksmiths. Some of them specifically, that's one of the primary things they do is they just make blacksmithing hammers because it is a, it is a very unique item you would think a hammer is there's not much to it it's just you know you got a wooden handle and you got a head and you get it in the right you know length and weight and it should work well yes I mean that that's that's very true but having a well-made polished face faceted face something like that whatever it is that you're gonna plan on doing it's really really nice um, and I don't know the 100% the, the you know the kind of price range on that but I'd say bare minimum you're looking at probably a hundred to hundred and twenty five dollars without shipping on a quality hammer from another blacksmith um, leather workers for the leather working people out there just leather working tools in general punch sets stamping sets I actually saw uh, locally on my Facebook marketplace somebody was selling um, hole punches for um, for cutting leather in various sizes from like half inch up to three and a half inches so you make a perfect circle, you know, in leather, which is, you know, it's hard to make a perfect circle in anything without a quality tool. So there's things like that out there. So leather, blacksmithing, woodworking, those are the things that I would highly recommend. Personally, on my wish list, I'm just happy with hand, with hand tools. If somebody gets me hand tools, I'm super happy. If not, I'm, ha I'm, I'm fine. I'm not a big um, like-to-receive-gifts sort of person. Because generally the things that I want, I end up just buying myself. And I'm happier to make something and, and, and give it to someone than I, than I am to receive a gift. So that's just my personal philosophy. Don't lie. You still like to receive them if you get them. I, I do like to receive them if I get them. <laughs> but I prefer, I actually prefer uh, to just buy my own gift and, uh, and to, give, to give something to somebody else. Apparently, I have some sort of uh, personality. It's like a specific personality trait that I, I don't do well receiving gifts. It's very awkward for me. Well, you're a very awkward person, so I can see that. That's very true. Very, very <laughs> true. But you can say nothing, sir. You're quite awkward yourself. Hey, of course. Yeah. Most makers are. Let's that's, that's very true. We are quite an that's, eccentric bunch. I think bunch. that's why we make things. We're all exactly. Introverts. We're, we're we're all introverts. <laughs> we're very we're very eccentric people. So I talked about kind of like the traditional old school stuff. You talk new school because you're going to know what the laser person, CNC person, yada yada, uh, that sort of stuff is going to be. Well, I can tell you right now that most laser CNC stuff is going to be out of the typical Christmas price range. They're not a go and buy it in a month decision kind of thing. It's like you're researching it for six plus months before you pull the trigger. They're not a an item that you would go It's not a impulse buy. buy. Yeah. yeah. yeah Although buy. people impulse buy cars, so maybe they can be i don't know well the thing is is like the value in a car is slightly different than the value in a tool i guess you can do a lot with a car. i mean you in today's modern society or at least in the u.s you pretty much have to have a car to do most of anything because we're not a pedestrian or public transportation based society except for those that live in big big cities true you know what cracks me up about the cars in christmas time what are the commercials? It's one of my favorite things. They I have... want to know where the heck do you get a bow that's going to fit a car? Well, not because only it, that. I don't see that at Walmart, eh? and I know that's not a Walmart buy. So typically, I think the dealer has those. But the thing that <laughs> gets me about these commercials, they're trying to speak to, I I think like the middle class market of people, and. They come out with like this GMC truck and this GMC SUV and this one guy buys both, one for him and one for his wife. 
And then they. And that's not, that is not middle class. Oh if no! You, if and you can buy they, two vehicles at once, you are not middle class, sir. And then they zoom out, and it's like this mansion. I'm like, yeah, you are not relating to the people you're trying to sell to right now at all. Exactly. What you need to do is show a used car dealership, and show all the cars that have you know like a lease vehicle that maybe has two or three you know years on it. It is now up for sale. You know, it's now up for sale. That's the market you need to specifically go after. CarMax. And then CarMax show, commercials. Show the scratches. Show the dents because every mm-hmm. car has them. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you drive that new car down the street one mile, you're going to get a scratch in it somewhere. If it you have happens. kids, your vehicles look like a, like a war zone on the inside. Yeah, the interior is <laughs> trash. Which I can't say anything. My truck looks like someone lives in it. Um, that's because mostly I do, I do a lot of traveling and do like a lot of work out of my truck. So for six to eight hours a day, some days I pretty much do live in my truck. So I can't really say that much. There you go. But I've, I've ridden in other people's car that have children. I'm like, what is this sticky sensation? Like why, why are things sticky? And how in the world are there Cheetos everywhere? Do your kids, your kids don't sit up front it's like the food migrates from way in the back all the way to the front of the vehicle. It finds a way. Yep. But when it comes to like techie stuff, I mean, there's the high end things, the hobby lasers, the CNCs. 3D printers are a little more affordable now. And then there's other things that are useful. It, it's like, mo- I think we're mostly looking at it's accessory things, I should say. Yeah. Right? We're not looking at full like buying a full spectrum. We're not looking no. at buying an epilogue. Shoot, you're we're not even talking about buying, you know, uh, an Invenables. No. Which is which is pretty dang reasonable, but still I mean, it's not a Christmas buy. If you have somebody that has these things in their lives and they're lucky enough to have them. You know, CNC bits are a good way to go. You can get yes. one really nice bit for like 50, 60 bucks. Uh, you can get, you know, sometimes maybe it's the collet on the router. Maybe they need a different size. Or maybe they want material and you can get them some materials they've never used so they can just play around with them. But other things are like cameras, like small cameras that aren't extremely expensive but might be better than a phone it's hard to beat a phone right now to be honest unless you have I mean, like a they dslr take, they, ha- they take really nice photos i use a phone for everything i do i only now bought a gopro to go inside my lasers because i don't want to put my phone in there <laughs> not because i think something's gonna happen to it but because it's a lot bigger than a gopro so there's not a lot of space yeah and it will it'll get knocked over or ran into but there's you know there's things like 3d printing filament there's maybe lenses for a laser if you have one or even you know dust extraction for a laser exhaust there's also subscriptions to design software like the adobe suite oh yeah that would be good um or if you do a lot of photos, what is it? Is it Lightbox? Light some light something? Lightroom. 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 That's what it is. Sorry. You're lucky. I know what you're thinking. Yes, exactly. Clearly, <laughs> people are going to be listening to podcasts and like this guy's an idiot. And so, for those that don't know, Lightroom is a photo editing software. It's it's like it's a pretty high end photo editing software for the average person. Yeah, um, you would you like, wouldn't see you wouldn't see it at you know like a professional photographer studio. They've got stuff that's actually, way beyond that. You'd be surprised. I know a few professional photographers that use Lightroom because it's really? fast and oh. it does almost as good a job as Photoshop. Mm-hmm. See the, all the all the ones that I know, they all use like the high end Premiere Adobe, so they're looking at like twenty thousand dollars worth of software. But they also probably have forty or fifty thousand dollars worth of camera equipment. Yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, but there's you know there's all kinds of things you can get them gift cards. Don't underestimate the value of a gift card, you especially for non tangible items. Yeah, you may think it's something that is Seems impersonal, impersonal. Yeah, but it half the time 
I wish I got a gift card. Because there's times when somebody will buy you a tool or an accessory and they mean well. And they think it's very helpful. But it tends to be that one thing that you don't really use. But occasionally I've gotten gifts that were like, oh, here's a set of drill bits, but I already have like three. Or sometimes it's like a smaller thing. And they mean well, but sometimes they just don't know the tool you need. Or even mm-hmm. if you tell them the tool you need, they don't really know what they're looking for. And then they yeah, go and, and the salesperson doesn't really know what they mean. And there's that miscommunication. So yes. sometimes a gift card is the best way to go if you actually want to get them a tool and you're not sure what to get them. Yeah, so if you go in places like Rockwell... Rockwell Rockler. Rockler. Yes. You are just terrible this morning. I, it's a... Uh, yeah, I got Christmas brain or something. I don't know. Uh, Rockler, Woodcraft, Klingspore, places like that. The people in there, they're all very competent in what it is that they're doing. But for the uninformed, for the people that don't know what they're particularly looking for, and they just ask a salesperson, hey... I've got a person that does woodworking. I need to get them something. Well, you're saying, okay, I've got a friend who takes pictures. Can you help me? Like, well, what, what kind of pictures do they take? Do they use film? Do they use digital? Do they take portrait? Do they take landscape? Do they do, you know, underwater stuff? Mm-hmm. And with you're, woodworking, you're at, it's, it's going to be... Are they doing lathe work? Are they doing yes. bandsaw work? Are they doing yeah. router work? You know, there's all these different facets. And if you go to buy them something, and say you buy them... Actually, this is a good one. If Say they it, tell you they need a bandsaw blade, mm-hmm. and that's all they tell you. And you go to one of these places and try to ask them about getting a bandsaw blade. Question number one. What, what size? Length? Yep. And you're not gonna know. Yeah, because you don't know what the wheels are. You don't have. You don't even have a clue what kind of bandsaw that they own. You're like, mm-hmm. it's gray. Yeah. Well, that and you're gonna need down. to know the total length. I think mine's 111 inches. Maybe you can normally, if you know the manufacturer and the wheel size, there's only certain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only gonna be so many sizes that fit that wheel size. And there are some. If you tell them, oh, they have. Because of the one I have, you, they have a Laguna 1412. Oh, okay, we That's have it. that on the That's showroom only, floor. Only, yeah, this is the size. There's only there's only one but, size for that. But then they're going to ask you what size of blade. Do you want? Do you a, want a, a resaw blade? Do you uh, want a three quarter yeah. inch? And things like that is where you start getting into trouble. Yes. Or if you're going for somebody that does a lot of lathe work and you want to get them a carving tool, okay, there's different types of carving tools. Which one do you want? And half the time, I think it frustrates the person that's buying for you, and it makes it a miserable experience for them. Yep. So you want you want them to be happy to 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 get you something they they want to they want to feel happy to 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 gift something to someone. And if the experience is bad, and I'm not you know, and, and I'm not saying the experience is bad because of where they went or who they dealt with, the experience is bad because they're just out of their element. It's going to make the whole gift experience, the gift giving, mm-hmm. worse too. The f- best way that I found to do it is I write out a specific list, or I have in the past. Uh, All right, I have I have these tools. They yes. require these things. Or I'll write this is the item I want, and if it's if I do it on my phone. I'll add a link so you actually see what the picture is. And they can go yep. take that somewhere and say, this is what they're looking for. Oh, yeah, we have that. So it's also on us, if people ask us what we want, that we give them complete information. Yes, yes. And the thing is, is some people feel like that's that's impersonal a little bit, like they're not doing the, the correct service um, because you basically just ask the person what they want and they clearly told you what they want. The thing is, is... If you have a kind of a set budget in mind and you know the person wants this and you might have a little extra, well, you know what? 
slide over closer to the counter. There's probably, you can buy them, uh, like Pika markers. I highly recommend those. They're these European, like big, thick lead pencils. They're called markers. They, they're not markers, they're pencils. I guess that's just the European way of doing it. I highly recommend them. They're not cheap for pencils, and the lead's not cheap for, for what you think you should be buying, mm-hmm. but ev- I would think every woodworker that I would have dealt with would like these pencils. They are far better than the little cheapy 75-cent carpenter pencils that you get at Home Depot or Lowe's. Those are great for rough carpentry. Those are great for saying, okay, this is my rough cut line. But if you're trying to write out very specific things on a board, say the person that you're intending on buying it for does a lot of boxes and they want to write show, you know, they want to put show face on it, they want to put pen side, tail side if they're doing dovetails, a fine, well made pencil is great for that all day long because it doesn't wear off. They can clearly see what they're writing. I highly recommend it, and, and one of the things that if you want to buy a small gift in addition to, say, a slightly larger gift, like if you mm-hmm. want to kind of do a little bundle, and that way it feels a little bit more personal to the person you're giving it to. It's like, yeah, you asked for this, but I think I think you may like this. Here, t- t- you know, try it out, sort of a thing. And if you have a group of makers, one cool thing you can do, which I actually participated in this year, is a Secret Santa for Makers. See, I keep seeing those, and every time I'm like, I want to join that, but at the same time, it's like, crap, I'm going to get slammed with Christmas stuff, and I'm going to try to put out things for everyone and not get all of them finished. So this one was ran by Pink Soul Studios? Yeah. So Alma? Yeah, Alma does great work. I decided to go ahead and do it this year, and I got mine in, not yesterday, but the day before. So this one... What this is, one what came we from get? Michael at Falling Creek Woodworks. Okay, yeah, I met him. I know that guy. He is, he's really cool. He's actually a Klingspore employee. So oh, that's he, sweet. He made me a wooden pen. I'm assuming he turned it on the lathe. I th- I would I would assume so. And it looks like he made the wooden case too, from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, I. Th- but it's really nice. I think I remember him talking about that at one point, but I've met him it in person. He's, he's, a, from he's North a great Carolina. guy. He is. He work, He's a Klingspore employee. So for us, for the Carolinas people and some of the other bigger woodworkers out there, Klingspore is one of the best woodworking stores in existence, as well as the best abrasives company in existence. So yeah, go check him out. He did good yeah. work. Fallen Creek Woodworks. Um, if. Uh, if you look him up online, he's he's online or not online. He's on Instagram. Sorry, yeah, he's on Instagram, and I highly recommend his work. He he's he he's a very nice guy. He's a younger guy, probably our age, maybe a little younger, so maybe late twenties, early thirties ish. It's a cool concept though, doing a secret Santa with a bunch of makers because, because everybody does something different. Everybody does something different, and and the thing is, is it's it's definitely kind of heartfelt that way. Um, and the thing is, you know, the people that are going to make something for you are going to put in the proper time and effort for it. It's not, it's not going to be a throwaway thing. Yeah. Like I made mine custom coasters that I laser engraved. Nice. So there's, I mean, I've seen gifts all over the board in the secret Santa. There's been pens, coasters, I think... Like wall art, all kinds of things. That'd be pretty sweet. Basically, it's things you think about all the time in your own shop that's like, man, I would love to make this for myself, but I'm always busy doing something for somebody else. So it's nice to receive a gift that you would want to make for yourself, but never necessarily have the time to. Or maybe you don't have the tools. Like, I don't or have that, a lathe. I would cl- so yeah, I neither one of us have a, a lathe. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've made a pen in the past because I took a lathe turning class that I made for my wife, but I don't have the tools here to do that again. Yeah, it's not, I don't, I think you're going to be outside of your, like, it's going to be outside of your zone to do that. You've pretty much built your niche in the laser, laser world, man. I started woodworking, but with, with woodworking, there was so much competition doing the same thing that 
I had to find something that set me apart, and then I kind of just started digging a hole in the laser world. I wouldn't call it digging a hole. I'd say it's building a foundation for the for your empire. I like <laughs> I like that better. Look at that! Look at it's that! It's a hole for the foundation. Exactly. You you're not digging a hole. You're 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 setting a foundation. It's a good way to think about it. Yes. Yes. So. Now that we've kind of talked about what we think would be good gifts, what necessarily we may want, even though uh, Trevor basically has his Christmas gift for the next seeable eternity. Um, Trevor, do you want to get into your early Christmas present? So Early everything present? I bought it myself with, with approval. Per- with, with, a pr- with permission from your wife. So yes. that's basically her Christmas gift to you. Is for the I'm next not going to probably ki- 30 years. Exactly. It's I'm not going to kill you over this purchase. So the issue I was running into was I was outsourcing any of my sign cutting that was larger than 12 inches by 24, which in the past couple months was I either had to quote for something larger which made the cost sometimes astronomical or I had to ship it to somebody to do it for me which has a long lead time and there were probably 10 to 15 instances where I either had to quote or actually make a sign that was bigger than my machine And the issue that I've been running into is it's really expensive to have it done in town. The people in town seem to have their niche in engraving like Chinese plaques and awards and stuff like that. And they don't really have any experience cutting through material. They just engrave it. Or they do a bunch of mugs. And then I would ship it, which was cheap. But the problem was that it would take a month and a half or two months to get it back, which is just too long. In this case, I've been debating getting a larger machine for, what has it been now? Maybe six months or something? You've been talking about it for a while. You've been talking about it for a year at least. But I guess I think on the podcast, you've probably been talking about it off and on for about six months on the podcast. I'd say it's been serious for about six months. So I went to the SGIA Expo to look at all of them to see kind of what was out there. See the price range on what was out there. And there were a lot of reasons why I came to the final decision I did. But I decided to go ahead and pull the trigger on a larger epilogue. Which... Anybody that knows me, my current machine is an epilogue. I've had great reliability with it. And you will, you will preach the epilogue, preach the epilogue phrase anytime yeah. you can. It's production level. It's a production level machine. Uh, like, it's yeah, it's, a, it's a com- it. it is a commercial machine. Woodpeckers uses epilogues to engrave their stuff. I so think, it's um, high end equipment. I think maybe. DFM Toolworks maybe has an epilogue too. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I know he. Ha- I know he has a product like an actual production laser because he's a production machine shop. Yeah, I so. learned. I basically narrowed it down to three, which were Trotech, Universal, and Epilogue. I've heard people with Universal, and my dad has a Universal, and there's just things I didn't like about it. And then between Trotech and Epilogue. They're both really good. Trotech was more expensive. And I already had an epilogue. Mm. So I knew what their customer service was like. I knew how their machines ran. I know how they're set up. And I thought it would be easiest to get another epilogue and transition. Now um, you already you already know the software in and out. Yeah. The I did not come to this conclusion like randomly one day where I was like, Oh, I'm going to go buy a machine. I tried searching Craigslist first and you saw that trouble where, yeah, I mean, I even, I even looked at Craigslist there for a while. Cause I was, I mean, I was just looking on Craig 
Craigslist and eBay for some other things. And as soon as you search one time on eBay for a laser, mm-hmm. for the, like the next four weeks, every advertisement you will get from eBay is, hey, you looked at that laser. Do you want to look at this laser? Do you want to look at the next laser next to it? I'm still getting those. Yep. But I was looking all over for a used one and found three. One, I was fully set to buy. I said, I'll be there this day. And then they called me and told me they sold it. So that was kind of a jerk move. Yep. Another one, I would have had to ship from Arkansas and just replacing the tube because it was a hundred and twenty watt machine. And you and for for comparison, um, your current machine is what forty or the new one? No, no, you're uh, you're the small one that you had initially. At forty. Okay, so you're looking at three times the capacity. Correct. Which also comes with like four times the cost to replace the tube. Yes. So the tube was dead, and it would cost me. $5,000 to replace the tube and then if the RF part of it was bad that was another $5,000 so it was a huge risk and I decided it wasn't worth it and then the other one the third one somebody was selling one and they had it listed I think for $10,000 I was like okay yeah I can come look at it and they said Great, just so you know, we've had so much interest that the price is now $18,000. And I was like, what? They said, yeah, we had so many people interested that we took it from 10 because we just thought that would be a good starting point. I was like, you don't post something on Craigslist as a starting point. And this is then, not an auction. This is a, it is, it is what it is. Potential, and it goes down, not up. Well, and then they had so many people interested and I guess when they did that, a lot of people did not like, take it well because nope. then they kept begging me to take it for like twelve thousand five hundred. I was like, no, you still posted it for ten to begin with. Why would I pay more than? And it wasn't any, you know, better than the other ones I had been looking at that cost less at the time that I was looking at them. So after that, I kept looking on Craigslist for maybe two more months, and nothing would pop up. But I was still getting orders, and I still had customers waiting for two months to get their signs. And I decided to look into the price of a new one, which that was also not feasible. And after talking with Epilogue, I found out that they had pre-owned systems for the size I was looking at. And worked with them and finally settled on a machine that it's pre-owned, so it's mm-hmm. not brand new. It's two years old, I think. So it's still the latest like, technology that they have. Yeah. So basically, it was somebody's production machine, and either they moved to a bigger production, or they just didn't like it, I guess, and returned it. Or it might have been too big for their space, and they didn't realize it. Mm. Because it's a big machine. And they... Oh yeah, it's like it looks like a like a Mini Cooper or a Volkswagen. It's a monster. It's probably close in size to a Mini Cooper. Yep, like the old ones. But I worked with them, and what they do is they take it in, they put a brand new tube in it, they clean up everything, replace parts that need to be replaced. So it's basically refurbishing. And I received it. It's been a week and a half now, maybe, that I've gotten it. And I've only engraved mugs on it so far. So with the new machine, I decided to get the rotary tool so I could do mugs to send out with some people's stuff. Oh, yeah. And so far, I like it. There's There's definitely things that are different about it because it's the way you focus it is a little bit different. But overall, it's it is built like a tank. It is six hundred pounds, I think. Mm, it's not it's bad. Big. I mean, my commercial lawnmower weighed more than that. 
and it didn't have nearly that big of a footprint. Well, but then again, it's also all steel plate. So yeah, <laughs> whereas yours is like probably a mostly aluminum body. Uh, it might be a steel chassis, but a lot of the other panels are just sheet metal that's yeah. thin. But there's, it's got a 28 inch by 40 inch capacity, which is the largest one that Epilogue makes, as far as I know. But it should, it opens up a lot of doors for me to be able to make my own stuff now. And now if I need to do a large sign, it's not an issue. Unless it's, you know, eight feet long, which even if it was eight feet long, I can't fit a laser that big anywhere on my property. So there's still some things that I source out. Are you sure you don't, wanna, you don't just want to put the laser in your living room? You'd be positive. Or the dining room and you could just have a really tall table. You know, if my wife wouldn't kill me, that'd be pretty cool. It would be. It would be. But there's there's some rooms in my house that actually this one you can't fit through the doorway unless you had like double doors that open it won't fit through a normal doorway oh, it's no, too I, wide I, it, it, I definitely I definitely know it's too wide for that because the guy even warned me on the phone he said now is this going into a house and I said <laughs> no he's like good because it's not gonna fit through the door. Like, well, that's good to know. Who's buying that big of a machine and putting it in a residential space that's, like, not a garage or shop? Like, uh, who's putting that machine inside their actual living space? Morning labels are meant for a reason. There's always somebody trying to do something that you're not supposed to do with it. Dum-dums. So, yes, I have... It's called the Epilogue Fusion M240. And yes, I did pay for it. No, I am not sponsored. I just like Epilogue. Yes, he's a big fan of Epilogue, just like I'm a big fan of uh, of Klingsport. No, they don't sponsor me. I wish they did. That would be really nice if they sponsored us. But I'm just a huge fan of Klingsport. Well, an Epilogue isn't... Isn't going to sponsor a podcast. No. Well, they're not going to sponsor makers, really, because they don't need to. It's not... They're, they're, they're not commercial like a facility. machine. Yeah. They're not an Inventables or a, a Glowforge in this Glowforge. case. Yeah, they're 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 pretty much going into commercial spaces. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's people I've talked to that have decided to buy Epilogue completely on their own decision. And my theory was always, I've I've used the water cooled overseas ones. I just didn't have good luck with them for what I was doing in my applications. Some people are perfectly fine with those. <clears throat> I just personally didn't like them. And I felt like if I'm going to spend... Well, for for cost difference-wise, a water-cooled Chinese import version of the same type of size is probably half the cost. Yep. But the difference is, there's differences in speed, there's differences in actual power output, there's differences in the quality of the parts, how long they last, all these things play into that. So it's a long-term payoff if you're buying kind of like the Epilogue or Turotech type of machines, because they're going to last a really long time. Whereas the other one's more of a short-term where, yeah, it costs less in the short term, but in the long term, you're going to be replacing more parts. You're going to be make eventually. You're going to by either the time you're losing by how long it's taking to do a job versus the other one, you're going to end up spending more long term. Yep. But the thing is, is Glowforge is not designed to do the level of output that you're doing. Oh no. It's only like a 12 by 20. Even. Yeah. And if you got a bigger machine that's still like an import machine, and I've done this before, is one of the jobs on the metal cooled or the RF tube lasers 
took half the time of the Chinese import one. So if you're thinking that happens every job, if a job took three hours on the wa water-cooled one, and it's going to take an hour and a half on the other one, you can get twice the amount of work done. Which, I don't have that level of work yet. But if you were doing this full-time as your business, time is everything. Exactly. So, there's all different kinds of reasons why you do what you want to do. And budget is a big one of them. And I'm just taking a risk. Yep. So... With all that being said, your Christmas gift is the literally the gift that we'll keep on giving for probably the next what decade until until yeah. your sign business takes off so much that you have to like have a full production shop. <laughs> as long as I take care of it and maintain it, it could last fifteen plus years. I kind of figured. I kind of figured, I mean, based on the pictures I've seen of it and seen like the output of it, generally you can tell the quality of the machine based on the castings, based on the housings, things like that, and it's pretty obvious that it's made much higher quality than yeah. than a than a knockoff import machine. Like I can't see any weld marks which you know they're in there somewhere. Yeah. But you can't see them anywhere. And it's it's beefy. I know, because your delivery debacle was was a, what a week in the making, basically. <laughs> that yeah, like they lost it. <laughs> they I lost still don't it. understand this. They they, they lost the it, machine. They lost over it the in the weekend. warehouse, and then they found it miraculously, and then it just shows up. Yeah, and I plan to make a video about all that, but they lost or they received it on Friday into the warehouse. On Monday, I was supposed to get it delivered. They called me and said, we're going to have to move your delivery. We can't seem to find it. Which made no sense to me. And then I got Epilogue involved. And then Tuesday came around. And they said, we still haven't found it. And Epilogue pressed them for updates every hour on the hour. And then magically it appeared. <sighs> So I have no idea what happened. Like nothing. I mean, it wasn't damaged in any way that I, as far as I can tell, but it doesn't just randomly appear. Like somebody had to have had it on their truck and they just either didn't tell people or something happened. It's called drinking on the job. That's, that's what Who causes knows? it. You know, it's drinking but, on the job, man. But getting it in was pretty easy. They brought it into my garage Uncrating it was pretty fast. That's good. And then they actually put, they built the pallet with grooves in it, and they built wooden ramps, and you clipped them into these slots they put into the pallet, and you just rolled the laser right off. Oh, dang. It was really well thought out. Hmm. That's just, which is crazy, because I've received much bigger equipment packaged in similar fashion, but, I mean, I had to get, like, two forklifts or a um, a small crane on the back of a truck to lift the equipment off the pallet and then set it on the ground. Yeah. So that was, a, so that was I, an interesting I was fully ordeal. surprised. Yep. It was really, really well thought out on the packaging side. That's good. The thing is, is do you think they laser cut those items? They laser cut the grooves in the pallet? No. No? Were they, like, routed out? It looked like they were routed out. Mm. So, wonder what's going on at the Epilogue shipping department. Either that or they have the pallets custom made for them by somebody. Well, that's very true. You would think if you owned a laser that could cut an ungodly amount of stuff that you would actually make your own pallets. Meh. Yeah, but Meh. you have to think that that's a separate department with an additional cost, additional overhead. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just seems like something I would do to try to just keep things in-house. I guess it depends on how much it costs to outsource versus having an employee do it. Very true, I guess. I don't, I don't know. The thing is, you would think if they specialize in robotic lasers that they wouldn't even have an employee do it. It would be mostly automated. Maybe. Mm -hmm. 
but it's not laser cut because there's no burnt edges and it's not laser engraved because it would i could tell if it looked laser engraved gotcha i just wasn't sure Eh, who knows so that was my early christmas present that was the er christmas comes early portion of this this episode yeah and as such now you can all be super happy for for trevor or be super jealous Either well, way, just just I be didn't something do it for over people the to be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not trying to, you know, to, to flaunt to flaunt, it to flaunt your epilogue money. <laughs> it was no. It was it just, a very it, hard is, decision to make. The thing is, it shows someone that still had like you have a day job. This is not your full time gig, Correct. and you made the sound decision. Or right now, it seems like a sound decision to upgrade your capabilities because outsourcing was just getting too expensive and you had too many delays. Well, and keep in mind, laser work is primarily what I do. I'm not somebody that's building furniture and then doing a laser engraving piece. Yes. Like 90% of my work is only laser work. Well, and that's the thing. That's I like... For me, the comparable would be to buy a multi-head joiner planer. So basically, you feed in rough cut lumber, and on the on the backside comes out fully surfaced S4 lumber. I mean, that nice. would be yeah, that would be crazy nice. But one, I, I there's no way to get that into my house, and two, I definitely cannot afford that because I don't have the you know I don't have the orders yet. So. What I'm trying to say is, for those that are struggling, thinking that it cannot be done, whenever you and I met, Trevor, you really didn't have that many sign orders. You were making signs for people. For free. For free. At the time. And in 18 to 24 months, you have now went from a small, it's still production, but a small production machine to a full-size production machine for people that are ordering signs paid for, and these signs are in the couple thousand of dollar range, I guess, between shipping signs? and manufacturing. Yeah. Only really big ones. Most okay. of them are less than 800 bucks. Okay. All right. Well, say let's say your rigged sign. That was not a cheap sign, right? No, but that one was, was... five feet long. It was like 16 inches tall. It was... Parts of it had to be cut on a CNC because it was half inch thick in some spots. It had metal standoffs that were stainless steel. It had stainless steel screws. It had LED lighting with RGB. So it had, you know, the receiver with the remote and multicolored aspect. And it took like seven hours to wire and solder the whole thing together. Yes, but... That's a lot different than just cutting pieces, painting them, and then assembling them. Yeah, but think about how far you've come in 18 18 to 24 months of us knowing each other because the very first time I came over to your place to get something laser engraved because we were going to do basically Mm -hmm. how we did most of our stuff. I traded laser engraving for either raw labor or just overall just help in your shop. Yep. The first time we were there, you were making two or three signs for local makers for free because you were just trying to get your name out there. And in that short period of time, you are now making signs that require all this crazy stuff, and you have moved up. So for I'm trying to say for those makers out there that are still struggling, because I'm still struggling at times, you can do it. You just have to keep hustling. Well, as Gary, you have v, to... as Gary V would say, keep hustling, right? You also have to not be afraid for people to say no. Because I've had people that told me that it could never be done. That there's too many people out there doing signs. And then there's there's always the naysayers that say, you can't do that. You'll never be able to get a bigger machine, blah, 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 blah. And there will be customers, too, that 
want you to make a sign that's going to take eight hours and they want to pay 50 bucks. So there's ways to put your name out there. You just have to be creative about it. Like you don't have to take a job just to sell something if it's going to lose you money anyway. Yep. When maybe doing one for free for a different person could pay off tenfold. Yep. It I mean, I'll depends. go I'll go back to my example from last episode or episode before. These four charcut like pecan charcuterie boards. I've been needing to work on them for a couple of months. I was waiting for the wood to stabilize. It finally got stable. I was going to make four of them just to sell in the local market where I sell things, the local shop where I sell things. I made them, just posted pictures like I normally would online of what I'm working on, and they randomly sold. Everybody wanted one, and now they're all gone. I'm sitting on one right now because I have to hand deliver it to a relative at Christmas because I found out shipping them was not cheap. So I just told her if she can wait till Christmas, I'll just deliver it. So, I mean, things can happen You when you're least expecting it. Trevor, I know they did for you. So I always try to bring bring everybody back. That if things are not going well, they will get better. You just got to keep hustling. Well, that's the biggest thing is you have to keep working at it. Yep. So there was a period of four or five months there where I didn't have any orders whatsoever. And I thought that I would not get any more. And then that's when I started giving out targeted signs to certain channels that I knew would follow through on sharing it like they promised. And I started gaining momentum again. So, I mean, it's all possible. Yep. Just takes a lot of work and a lot of headaches and being willing to have frustrating days. So that is our, I guess, our one Christmas gift to you all. Besides, you know, us putting out the podcast of course is that if we can tell you anything about our making is it's going to be a struggle there's going to be major struggles at times but it will work out and trevor trevor is a clear sign of that with the new laser so for all y'all that that are struggling just look to just look to the laser look to the light just don't look directly at it it'll blind you it's it's a that's a bad thing um so just look towards it don't look directly at it (laughs) so nice trevor you got anything else because we are coming up on that roughly hour-ish mark i just wish everybody happy holidays christmas hanukkah kwanzaa all the holidays that are involved for uh for the people and new year's because we will not have an episode until it won't drop till after New Year's. But we will have one for the beginning of the year. It'll just be the after New Year's. So, and uh, remember, um, just be safe out there. It's going to be crazy the next few days. Uh, my office is right next to our public mall. Uh, and it has already been crazy. I tried to get, I got ran off the road twice. Oh, yeah. In a parking lot. Are you kidding me? In a parking lot. Yes, that happens. Yes. People are nuts because yes. they And I talked to someone today that said that they actually thrive on the Christmas crazy. <laughs> that ain't me either. I'm not one of those people. I, shoot, I was struggling to get all my orders out. Thank goodness part of them are hand delivered, so that made things much easier. So, guys, gals, have a wonderful holiday. Take time off. Enjoy it. Everyone needs a rest, everyone needs a break. Um, spend time with your family spend time with your friends spend time with your random critters uh, dogs, cats, lizards yes. snakes I guess if if you're a snake person that's not my thing but I mean yeah. all four remember it's like a it's like a sweater or it's like a not a sweater it's like a um, what are the things scarf it's like a scarf that's scarf? slightly warm but wants to kill you I'm, strugg- I'm you are, struggling today. I'm you're struggling. seriously failing. Yeah, I think it's I think and we're done. And with that, I think we're I think done on that one. <laughs> I said sweater. What the heck? All right. Take well, it easy. Enjoy the holidays, man.
Thank you for listening to our show. Be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com where we post valuable resources, tips, and info about anything we've talked, into, talked about in today's shows or past shows. And all these things are to help your Maker Vision become a Maker Reality. If you have any questions or suggestions or any comments about what you heard today or, once again, in previous episodes, feel free to drop us a line at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at makervisionpodcast, or through mine and Trevor's personal Instagram accounts, and that is Old South Woodcraft or Maker Experiment. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review and, a, and just some really nice words to to let us know how good we're doing. Or if you didn't like it, let us know what you didn't like about it. Either way, we're happy to hear from you. And you can go and do that on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Once again, thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we really look forward to hearing, hearing from you next week. 